0: Hello, and welcome to Whispers in Your Head. I'm your host, Eric, and this is a podcast where I play Arkham Horror the Card Game and describe it using a microphone and technology, and you get to listen and hopefully enjoy the ride-along experience. This is the fourth episode um, in the third scenario after the the prologue of The Circle Undone, The Secret Name, and I am playing Ashcan Pete and his buddy Duke, and we are doing all right. So hopefully you've listened to the previous episodes, but if you're just joining us, the the basic summary is that Ashcan is doing moderately okay, and he has a bunch of weaknesses in his deck, including the tower that we got from a certain Soothsayer. And we got a, a useful card, <laughs> a not so useful card, uh, called Ace of Rods in there. We also have the thirteenth vision because we we failed the I think the first scenario, so things are going okay, not great but okay. The basic premise behind the deck is that Ashcan is trying to leverage his willpower. Um, we're using moonstones and um, withers and Hawkeye folding cameras to try to use spells to take care of enemies. And um, when when Duke is busy investigating. Um, Since the last episode, I have spent four experience that I had, and I spent that experience to get a second copy of Lucid Dreaming and two copies of Guiding Spirit, which I traded out my cats for, what are they called? Stray cats. And the second copy of Lucid Dreaming replaced a fight or flight. So we're back down to zero experience. Um, I'm going to give this deck a good shuffle. So something that I am noticing just in my my habits here is that I my intention for this podcast was it for for it to be a low overhead experience for me so that I could just sort of do it whenever I wanted and um, actually get a chance to play. And hey, you know, I produce a podcast while I'm at it. And I realized that there's no there's no hope of that being zero work. But I think at this point, it's been a little bit too much work for me to, to continue and enjoy in the fashion that I've been doing it. So I'm going to cut back in some of the reading, which I think most people who are listening to this podcast have already done. They've already read through the stories. So I'm, I'm going to stop doing that because it, it takes me a fair amount of time to get that right and get the tone right and then edit out all my stumbles and bumbles and then edit in sound effects and stuff. So if you were following along because of that, I'm sorry. I guess let me know if it was like very important to you. But for the sake of um, being able to get these episodes out more frequently, I'm just going to kind of summarize the story and then hop into the scenarios. So the basic idea behind what happened between the last episode and this one is that we went to the um, historical society, the Arkham Historical Society in Southside. We did a little research and found that Keziah Mason is the name of a witch who probably definitely had some powers back in the witch trial days. And we went to her old house uh, in French Hill to see what we could learn and so we're starting in the moldy halls which is um the, the scenario layout is a plus sign where we have um, Walter Gilman's room on the north which is locked it says on the card the door to Walter Gilman's room is locked as an additional cost to enter Walter Gilman's room investigators in the moldy halls must spend one per investigator clues as a group So uh, the other locations, the Moly Halls is in the center. To the west is the decrepit door, as is there one to the east and the south. And they're randomized. We don't know what's in there. The agenda reads, agenda, well, not 4A. 1A, the hermit, 9. Look for answers within and not without. Many paths lead to the same answer. Contemplate the greater truth. Each non-weakness enemy gets plus one health. After you defeat Brown Jenkin, uh, or Nahab as a reaction, gain one clue from the token bank. Two clues, instead, if there are three or more investigators in the game. And it's four doomed to advance. We have Act 1A, investigating the witch house. When you arrive at the old witch house, you find it in a sorrier state than you imagined. Surrounded by a crooked picket fence, the house looks as though it may fall apart at any minute. The front door is locked, but you are able to easily enter through one of the windows after pulling apart the rotting wood boards covering the shattered glass. Objective. If each undefeated investigator is in Walter Gilman's room, investigators may spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance, which is three per investigator. So we need to spend one to get in there. We need to spend three more to advance. And there are four locations here. We're starting, actually, I guess before anything, I'm supposed to um, get my opening hand. One, two, three, four, five. Um, Oh, and before I look at these, I wanted to read something, I got some feedback from Ekthelion, I yep. um, apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, um, and he had a couple of rules corrections from my last episode, which is greatly appreciated, thank you Ecthelion. Um and he had this to say, he said, even though the Silver Twilight Acolytes are aloof, which I think you mean the, the Lodge Neophytes, um, you don't need to engage them to parley, uh, just be at their location, which I did know in a former life, um, but I had forgotten that rule so thanks for the reminder so that makes the aloof a little bit less of a nasty thing on that actually it's kind of nice so you can just do the parley to remove the doom so i wasted some actions last game um, and then since the watcher's grasp says the watcher attacks as if it's the enemy phase so that that card readies the watcher moves it to your location and then attacks as if it's the enemy phase he says it also exhausts the watcher which is something that i basically have never done and i i only recently learned that when an enemy attacks, it technically exhausts, because usually that doesn't matter, right? It'll it'll attack, exhaust in the enemy phase, and then the next phase, in the upkeep phase, it'll ready. Um, but in some cases like this, it, it does matter because it's attacking ahead of the enemy phase, so it exhausts. Um, so you can still try to evade it for the disengage, but you could also just uh, just go about your business and for the turn and deal with the watcher after it eventually readies. So yeah, uh, Watcher's Grasp, so I spent some time going, oh, I couldn't play, Um, what was it, Uh, I had a wither, no, not a wither, um, yeah, I had a wither in hand and I was all like bummed out because I couldn't put it down without him doing an attack of opportunity on me or it. So that's actually not the case. Again, it would have been exhausted, um, but engaged with me. So yeah, those those are the corrections. So I guess let's get started. Oh, I should get my starting resources. Got to open my little tackle box here. Listen to that. Oh, it's good stuff. Luxury playstyle tokens. Big fan. Okay. So we got our five resources. Our opening hand was a Hawkeye folding camera, a lucid dreaming. Uh, right, I did mention that I have two lucid dreamies now. A glimmer of hope, resourceful, and a wither. It was not a wither. It was a shriveling last game, anyway. Um, so this is great. Hawkeye and Lucid Dreaming, as we mentioned before um, in the last cast, I think is what we started with, is a great combination because I could play the Hawkeye and then play the Lucid for the other Hawkeye. Um, and the Wither is not bad as well. I think, I think I'll ditch the resourceful and see what we get. It's another Glimmer of Hope, so we got two Glimmers off the start. I could Lucid Dreaming for the third Glimmer and just have those at all game too. Um, so let's shuffle this one card back in. That is not a bad opening hand. Um, let's see. The special tokens of which we have. I should check this before we start. I, don't know. I go back and forth between campaigns, and sometimes I forget what's in the bag. So we get two skulls, two tablets for, for bad stuff tokens. And then uh, plus 1, plus zero, zero, minus 1, minus 1, minus 2, minus 2, minus 3, minus 4. So the skulls are minus... One and minus three instead if you're in an extra dimensional location, and the tablets are minus two. If you fail and Nahab is at your location, she attacks you. All right. So there's our one, two, three, four, five cards. Uh, let's reveal the Moldy Halls where we start. There's a four location with one clue per investigator. Haunted effect lose three resources. So we probably should spend some resources before we investigate there. Uh, The Hawkeye, Double Hawkeye, sounds like they make a lot of sense. Also, I know that in this scenario, there's lots of annoying two health and three health enemies with the rats that come out. So, hmm. I definitely, I think I want that wither down. I'd really love um, shriveling, but I think the charges will probably run out pretty quickly. So, first action, let's, let's spend two to play the Hawkeye. And then we'll spend one. For lucid dreaming and you just draw it okay so so spend an extra one to draw it and we'll find the other hawkeye folding camera which was the fifth card from the bottom nice shuffle that deck and then we have two resources left so i think third action will play the second hawkeye folding camera now both of our hand slots are taken up and the intent here is just um we can get two extra willpower off of this one clue, if we do this investigate right now, it's a four shroud location, so that's actually not the easiest in the world. We might be more interested in using Duke to just kind of gamble and go investigate at a different location, uh, but we'll see. All right, so it's shuffled. Now my um, my turn's over. Upkeep phase, we get a card and a resource, and we draw a moonstone. So hand, we have a wither, two glimmer of hopes, and a moonstone. That's amazing. Um again going pretty quick here. again. So then um, top of the round uh the mythos phase, we add a doom, so it's one of four and our counter card first of the game is centuries of secrets. Revelation test 5 willpower for each point you fail by discard the top card of the encounter deck. And if a curse treachery is discarded by this effect, deal one direct damage to your investigator and to each of your ally assets." So this is too bad that I don't actually have these Hawkeyes charged up yet. So I don't know the curse density of the encounter deck, but my only ally right now is Duke. And since I would need to deal one direct damage to each of my investigator and ally assets, Because of this, and Duke has two health, I really can't have Duke dying. I would just be in a very bad place. So because of that, I'm going to discard both Glimmer of Hopes to go up to six on five, and pray that I don't discard two or auto-fail or something. So here we go. It's a zero. Woo! That was close. So now it's time for our turn, and... I would like to investigate somewhere else and charge up these Hawkeyes. We'll do, we'll exhaust Duke and move to the East decrepit Door and reveal it. And it is a two-shred location, awesome, with one clue on it. And it's Landlord's Quarters, and it says, Forced, after you reveal Landlord's Quarters, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a swarm of rats and spawn it in moldy halls. Shuffle the encounter deck. And haunted is the same thing. We search the encounter and discard pile for um, Spawn of uh, Swarm of Rats and spawn it in the Moldy Halls. So we will do that first. Looks like. Ooh, Round Jenkin was on the top, so he's coming out next. So a Swarm of Rats spawns in the Moldy Halls. And not that is not a 1-1-3 one, one, hunter like it usually is with one uh, damage. It is because of the agenda, he gets plus one health. So it's a one, two, three. One combat, two health, three agility, which isn't great because we're not good at doing like two damage to stuff. Although Duke does 2 doesn't he? Yeah, plus one damage. So I guess Duke. we're gonna have to rely on Duke a fair amount to kill these rats, at least initially. Um, But we're in the middle of an investigate and we were investigating at a base four. Uh, We don't have the glimmers, so well. So four on two, we just do this test. It's a zero. That's excellent. We get this clue and we charge both Hawkeyes. So we now have six willpower. That's quite good. Um, We're going to discard the Moonstone and then trigger the reaction on the Moonstone, which we used to ready Duke, by the way. Uh, spending our last three resources, and now we have a Moonstone down. So we have seven Willpower and four Agility and a Wither in Hand that I would like to get down very much. Um, This swarm of rats is going to be a problem in a second. So that so far was just one action to go investigate at Landlord's Quarters. So we can go back and attack with Duke. That seems like a good idea. Um, I'd love to get a second clue so we have six intellect, maybe go down to the decrepit door. Um, once I use Duke, though, I'm out of options if I, if I miss on these rats with Duke. But it's only a one strength. It's a one strength. How, how can I miss? All right, so we'll we'll exhaust Duke, move back. Oh, uh, I see it, right. Uh, so actually move back. We, it just doesn't get the, the movement bonus like I am so used to with the investigation. So we'll move back, second action, third action, exhaust Duke. Um, because these rats have engaged us already. And now we're testing four. Yep, four combat on one. We draw minus two, we kill the rats. Good. Okay. So that's our turn. Enemy phase is none. We ready Duke in upkeep and get a resource and draw a perseverance okay so i probably want to get this wither down next turn uh, but investigating and keeping up that tempo is probably pretty good so uh, mythos phase we go to two of four doom and we reveal brown jenkin he shuffled right back to the top wow that's uncanny i'm i'm bad at shuffling i guess so brown jenkin um is a unique enemy uh, the witch is familiar. He's one one four, but right now he's really a one two four. Yeah, just plus one health. Aloof hunter, each ready creature gets plus two fight. Forced when the enemy phase ends, if Brian Jenkins is ready, each investigator at his location discards his or her hand and then draws that many cards. And he does one damage and one horror. So he starts engaged with us. But luckily right now he's just a, because of his modifier, I find that I have to use like dice in this a fair amount to keep track of what everything's strengths and healths are, health counters are. So he's a two health and a three fight, right? So I'm gonna pull out some dice here to keep track of this stuff. Three fight, two health. Okay. And I've got one clue. So I can still, I can kill him with Duke again. Um, and then I'd have to get rid of a Perseverance. And I'm fighting four on three, so it's not the best. uh, Evading him is unlikely. I'm a four on four, so that's even worse odds. If I got this Wither down, I could, like, Wither, take an Attack of Opportunity, Attack, Attack. That's not as good either. Oh, he's aloof. He's aloof. He doesn't start Engage with me. Right. Um, So I can put that weather down. Then I'd have to engage him and then use Duke. Or I could take the Glimmer of Hope's back. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't do the wither because I only have one resource and one clue. Okay, so maybe I spend one to get the glimmers. It's like kind of short-sighted, but he's annoying. He's gonna swap my hand out, which is gonna get rid of rid, rid of the wither, or I'm gonna just play it. Maybe that's a good idea. Okay, so first action let's get a resource. Second action, play the wither down. So now we're fighting at seven. That seems fine. So it's two actions. He's gonna hunt and swap out our hand, but that's all. So I guess let's third action let's use Duke. To um, move south to the decrepit door and investigate there. It's a three shroud location with one clue on it, one per investigator. It's Joe Missouri's room, which house location actions, search your deck for a blessed item, or oh, busted or item asset and add it to your hand group limit once per game. That's okay. Uh, do I have item assets? I don't know. You must either take one horror or choose and discard an asset you control for the haunted effect. So we're investigating here. We are a four on three. I have nothing to contribute, so we're just gonna take this test. It's a minus one, we get lucky there. We get the second clue, and we get a second charge on both of the Hawkeye. So now we are um, base four. Well, no, plus, plus two intellect. So when we investigate um, base of four, we get plus two, so we'll be at a six which is pretty nice. So that that makes this moldy halls more accessible now, because we're two up on that. And then if we actually if we do one more, we'll get plus two sanity, which isn't bad either. So that's uh, all three actions, right? It was uh, resource, wither, investigate. And now enemy phase, um, Brown Jenkins hunts. And he's at our location, he's ready. So We'll discard our hand, which is just our perseverance. And we'll draw one card and it's take heart. I don't really, that's fine. We're going to ready Duke. We're going to get a resource. Going to one and draw a card that is calling in favors. Now calling in favors is in this deck. um, Just mostly for refreshing Duke. So if Duke gets a bunch of damage on him, I can play calling in favors which returns him to my hand and then wipes all of the damage and horror. And then it allows you to search your deck for an ally and play it. So I could play one of my um, guiding spirits if I wanted to. And then in a later turn or the next turn, I can play Duke back down and have both. So it's, it's a nice little combo and he gets healed in the process. So then we go to the top of the round of the mythos phase. We add a doom three of four and we draw our encounter card. It's a swarm of rats. Okay. So this one spawns with us engaged with us because it didn't come into play using the landlord's quarters effect. And so now we have um, brown Jenkins. So this is a two health enemy and it gets plus two. So it's the same stats as him. It's a three, two, three. So it's actually not quite the same. He's a four of eight. This thing's a three. If I can find the two, it does get plus one, right? Plus one health, yes. There's the two. There's the three. Yeah, I need a lot of dice trackers in here. Okay, but we have Wither, so we can just bop him for two or use Duke. Duke is less good because he's, I mean, he's good for action compression, but I don't have the assurance that I'm going to, I'm only plus one instead of being plus quite a bit. Um,. All right, so, yeah, swapping out your hand. I don't know, like, how much I care about Brunt Jenkins' effect. He is annoying, but I have the stuff that I, like, really care about right now down already. So, I guess I'll probably deal with these rats before things get bad, and I could just double-action fight the wither, um, fight using wither two, and then a third-action investigate moldy halls. This seems fine to me, so I'm going to... Attack using Wither, I'm a four, five, six because of the Hawkeye following cameras, and then seven because of Moonstone. So seven on three, and it reveal a Skull, um, which is successful, and also gives this thing minus one fight and evade for the remainder of the turn. So it is now a two. Uh, it has one damage, and it's actually a two evade as well for the remainder of this turn. Okay, so the next action, we're going to do the same thing, seven on two this time. It's a plus one, so this thing is dead. Bye, swarm of rats. Um, And then third action will exhaust Duke, move to the moldy halls, and investigate there, six on four. It's the mythos, which readies Duke, gets us that clue. So we have three clues it's pretty good uh, and that charges the hawkeyes as well there we go three other fully charged hawkeyes so giving us plus two willpower plus two intellect and plus two sanity that feels pretty good okay enemy phase uh, brown jenkin hunts to us and swaps out our take heart and our calling in favors which i i didn't really uh, calling and calling in favors was nice and it'll be annoying to not get that back we might loop our deck, too, at this rate, if he keeps going, if we don't deal with Brown Jenkins. I might deal with him before I go into Walter Gilman's room, though. We drew a resourceful and a perseverance, by the way. Both cards that are kind of... A resourceful is nice, actually. I could, I could pull out a card that if I was sort of annoyed with losing, um, which I guess would probably be calling in favors at this point. We do have those two glimmer of hopes in there as well. So then we get a card and a resource... Two resources now. Card is a Racked by Nightmares. So this is uh, Ashcan's signature weakness. It says, Revelation exhaust all assets you control and put Racked by Nightmares into play in your threat area. Assets you control cannot ready, and two actions to discard it. So the only thing that matters uh, on my board for being exhausted is Duke. So we're going to just exhaust Duke because I'm not going to tap the Hawkeyes um, and put that into play. All right, well, there's this is like an okay time for this to pop up. We could just double action deal with the racked and then um, discard perseverance to ready Duke and then go investigate, get that last clue. And then next turn maybe we can deal with the Brown Jenkins. This is gonna advance after this turn, so that's not as great. I don't I don't remember what happens in this scenario when things advance, so I'm kind of playing half blind here. Because I've only played it once, and it was maybe a month or two ago. So so first—oh, no, sorry. That was um, bottom of the round. So I, actually, now it's going to advance, right? We, we add the Doom and the Mythos phase. We advance Agenda 1A to 1B. And we see rats in the walls. As you explore the old dilapidated house, the telltale scratching and scurrying of the walls becomes louder and more frequent. Every now and again, a fanged, furry creature darts across the, the wooden floor, scampering in and out of rat holes in the walls. You wonder if this house is more rat than wood. If Brown Jenkins is in play, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a swarm of rats. Great, grab him and spawn it at his location. So it spawns at his location, which is where I am. So I get the swarm of rats. Otherwise you pull him out of the deck and put him at the lead investigator's location. Additionally, if there are three or four investigators in the game, then you'd find another uh, swarm of rats. Unspawn it in any witch house location. Okay. And then agenda 2B... The Familiar, the descriptions of the darting little furry object, which served as her familiar, were so painfully realistic despite their incredible details. H.P. Lovecraft, the dreams in the witch house. Each non-weakness enemy gets plus two health now. After you defeat Brown Jenkin or Nahab, Ahab uh, reaction, gain one clue from the token bank. Two clues, right, if you're three or more investigators. I forgot about that, um, that I could just get a clue that way by killing Brown Jenkin off. So now we have these rats to deal with uh which gets plus two health so it's a three health now this is where this gets annoying right i'm not sure how i'm going to be able to deal with this very well because i think i'll spend like my whole turns dealing with rats they don't get evade but they are all hunters so they're just going to follow me around and nibble at my feet um and he is at three fight because of brown jenkin Oi! something that i don't know and i'm not going to do this On the podcast, because I don't feel like stopping and looking it up. Um, But maybe someone can answer this question for me. If I have a double action card and I have someone engage with me, I don't know why this hasn't come up yet in my plays, but maybe I just ignore it and and do something else. If I have this double action card like the uh, Racked by Nightmares, if I do it and use the two actions, is that just one attack of opportunity or two? I think it's just one and it uses two actions worth of resources, sort of. But um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. And if no one does, I'm going to eventually have to look it up myself. So for this turn, I would have to do three withering hits to get rid of these rats. And then brown Jenkins is going to swap out my resourceful and my perseverance, which I don't particularly care about. But this is like a whole turn it's taking me down for. But there are there's only one more swarm of rats in there right now. I guess there's other cards that probably spawn these things, but since he's aloof, I feel like I do that. Um I'll do that. So yeah, yeah, he's he's now also at three health. Okay, so I will wither, which is a seven on three plus one, so one one damage. Wither again. Seven on three. It's a skull, which is a minus one, because I'm not in an extra dimensional location. Um, it also takes this thing's fight down to two, so that's two damage. Um, now I'm seven on two, and it's a minus two, so I kill the swarm of rats again. And that is my whole turn. He, Brown Jenkins, in the enemy phase. Um, When technically does it happen? When the enemy phase ends. So it doesn't do damage because it's aloof. He sits there being annoying, and then he swaps my Perseverance and Resourceful out for a Shriveling. There we go, and a Take Heart. It's actually kind of like if you're looking to draw through your deck, it's not the worst thing in the world. So I don't know. Now I could play Shriveling Engage and bop him for two, it's not three though. Yeah, maybe I just do the rack by nightmares for two and then play the shriveling because now I draw a card and get a resource. So I drew the ace of rods, which man, I just don't like. Everyone's heard it, me complaining about it at this point. Okay, and then uh, we add a doom to the agenda one of six. And we have enough clues to advance at this point, but not to get into Walter Gilliman's room, which I could get by defeating Brown Jenkin which isn't bad. So I think I will do that, play Shriveling for the first one, which gets four charges. Four charges. And then two more actions to get rid of Rack My Nightmares. And that's all three actions. Then, yeah, Ace of Rods, I don't care if this gets swapped out at all. The enemy phase happens, and again, Brown Jenkins swaps two of our cards out. So one, two, I get a lucky, and a lucky and duke readies. I get a resource and a card again, which is overpower. Okay, so I guess i kill brown jake in this turn. So we add two of six doom, and our encounter card is pulled by the stars. Revelation put pulled by the stars into play in your threat area, forced at the end of your turn. If you did not move at least once during your turn, take two horror. As an action test three willpower. If you succeed, discard pulled by the stars from play if there is an exhausted witch at your location this test is automatically successful okay so that's a bit annoying but i feel like he is more annoying at this point and he's gonna he's gonna make us loop our deck pretty quickly i don't think i really like this another moonstone would kind of be nice so i could evade things easier um if i was gonna evade move move that could like help me out in some of these situations but i don't it must be coming up soon enough in there, or it might be. So do we engage, attack with withering, and attack with shriveling? I think we do that, and then we'll just take the two horror on the chin. We'll put one on Duke and one on Ashcan, or maybe just two on Duke. I don't think there's direct horror. I don't know if there is. Yeah, so first action, engage, Brown Jenkin. He's a three three four, and then second action, wither. Seven on three. We drew a tablet, which is a minus two. I didn't fail. Nahab isn't at my location. Um, Tablet is a bad stuff token, right? So that's going to take him down to two fights. We do one damage with that. He's got two health left. And now we're going to wither. We're going to use the first of our four charges on shriveling, not wither. Um, And then we are going to fight, and it will deal plus one damage. And we might take a horror. So... Again, 7 on 2 here. It's a minus 3, so we succeed. It wasn't bad stuff, so we don't take a horror. We kill Brown Jenkin, and we can react um, to the agenda, uh, the, the react, use the reaction on the agenda to get a clue from the token bank. So now we have 4. So that was engage, attack, attack. Um, at the end of your turn, I did not move at least once, so we take two Horror from Pulled by the Star. So we're going to put uh, one on Ashcan and one on Duke, I guess, just in case there's a direct Horror thing in there. I think I'll take the first, because coming up somewhere in this deck are two Guided Spirits, Guiding Spirits, and they have three each, I think, so that's they should be a good shield for that okay so that's the turn no more enemies we get a resource taking us to two resources we draw a card it's a stunning blow so we have the two luckies overpower and a stunning blow I probably should have overpowered no they were, those are both little power fights uh, now I have Duke that can do some burst damage as well uh, top of the round we put a doom 3 of 6 On the familiar, agenda. And we draw shapes in the mist, which is surge. Revelation, resolve each haunted ability on your location. So the haunted ability that we have is lose three resources, which is kind of annoying. But we only had two, so I guess it's not that big of a loss. It surges into swarm of rats. That's the third swarm of rats. Wow. But um, Brown Jenkins isn't out. So it's just got three health. It's only got one combat. And honestly, the health is the annoying part. But we could now duke and wither to kill it and not use the charge on trolling. Another movement thing that I'm not sure on is if I use duke to investigate. Uh, it says I may move immediately before investigating with this effect. Do the I know that if the swarm of rats was at the new location I was moving into, it wouldn't get an attack of opportunity on me. But does the one that's engaged with me get the attack of opportunity? I would think that it does. But because this is sort of what I do, if I don't know exactly how to resolve the rules, and this might be maybe good advice for someone who just wants to play and get started. And there's there's a lot of little rules corner cases that you need to be able to cover. You could make a note, and then just keep playing, you know, you make your decision, keep playing the game. And at the end, you can go back and find out if you made it harder or easier. If you really like cannot proceed, you can go and look it up. But in general, I try not to stop my play just to look up rules interactions because I'm a year into playing this game and this is still, I'm coming up with like new questions all the time because of uh, just the varied nature of how different rules interact in this game. And you you see different things in different scenarios. So let's see, that was our encounter card. We have three actions. We got a pulled by the stars I'd like to deal with, um, probably first action. Oh no. But then I'll take an attack of opportunity. Huh? So I'm a four evade. I could lucky my way evade out of these rats um or i could attack with duke attack with wither the rats are dead and then use the Pull by the stars test sure let's try that let's attack with duke we will use the overpowered um, which takes us to four five six on one. do we need to do that we we don't but it would draw us a card now i'll keep that in case something more annoying comes out i think kazaya might be strong so yeah let's well, just duke four on one there's only two tokens in the bag that would stop this from being successful. It's a skull, so it's a minus one. So that thing does, uh, Duke does two damage to the rats. They've got one more health because of the agenda. So we will wither to do that last damage, seven on one. Skull again, dead rats, fire rats. So that's all three of the swarm of rats. So there, is, there are effects that will pull them out of the discard pile, but we won't see any naturally through drawing the encounter cards anymore. Uh, third action, pulled by the stars. So we could either move, but I, we should just take the thing. Like I want to move to Walter Gilman's room anyway right now, but I think I'll just take this test. Seven on three. So minus one, we get rid of the pulled by the stars. Okay, so that's the end of our turn. We get a resource going to one resource. We draw a card. It is a survival instinct. It's not the worst here, at least just for the agility pip. But um, actually, this is probably pretty good if we get a, a bunch of swarms of rats or the jank, um, brown jenkin on us. Oh, he's not engaged, I guess, anyway, right? Um, oh, but it lets you also move to a connecting location. So it's action compression. That's, that's pretty good. We're going to try and hold on to that one. Stunning blows as well. So we ready Duke. Um, we got our card and our resource. And uh, the Mythos phase, we got a four out of six doom. We draw an encounter card. It is Diabolic Voices, test three willpower. For each point you fail by, discard one random card from your hand. For each card you cannot discard, take one whore and one damage. And it gets plus one difficulty for each copy of Diabolic Voices in the encounter discard pile, which is zero right now. So it's seven on three. Minus one, we're good. Man, it's nice having seven willpower. Not bad for a a drifter. Um, Okay, so now it's time for turns. We can very easily, we'll spend the one clue, move into Walter Gilman's room. We reveal it It is a four shroud location with one clue. With an action, draw three cards and take one horror, limit once per game. Uh, Haunted, discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. Gilman's room was of good size, but queerly irregular shape. The north wall slanting perceptibly inward from the outward to the inner from the outward to the inner end, while the low ceiling slanted gently downward in the same direction. HP Lovecraft. Dreams in the Witch House. Yeah, there's a cool shape of the wall. Okay. So one clue. So that was first action. Um, I could get that clue. With Duke, because I'm six, I could investigate six on four here. I have luckies in hand, and then I could advance. Let's do that. Let's let's exhaust Duke, investigate six on four. It's the auto fail. Nice. Third action, same, I think. I don't want to discard any of these cards. I could get back my um, glimmer of hopes, but then I couldn't actually investigate. Man, luckies are so good. I don't want to get rid of them. These are all good cards, and I could see using all of them. Stunning blow or overpower. I'll get rid of the overpower to ready duke and then exhaust him to do the same. Six on four It's a skull The minus one. I get the clue. We're at four clues again. I don't know if I need that clue, but I think you need clues to advance like Um, following acts in this scenario. So at the end of our turn we get a resource taking us to two resources. We draw a card. It's the 13th vision. That's annoying. So we now fail on resources. And it takes two actions to clear it. For my hand, in case you've forgotten, I have Stunning Blow, Two Luckies, and Survival Instinct. We are going to add the fifth of six Doom to the agenda. And draw Racked. Racked. Revelation put Racked into your threat area. You get minus one to each of your skills during the first skill test you perform each round. And it's a test three willpower to get rid of it or an exhausted witch, which... There is an exhausted witch that we can exhaust later in this area, but not yet. Okay, so I think we advance first. And then maybe I'll get rid of the... Do I do the vision first? Like, get clear vision Racked and then advance at the end of my turn. Advancing at the end of your turn always stinks. Yeah, so two actions to get rid of the 13th vision first because the card's annoying. Then we'll take this test. Yeah, we'll just spend the turn clearing stuff. That's gonna advance us, but oh well. Uh, seven on three, it's a tablet. Ract is gone. I I'm gonna advance, I think this is bad, but I'm gonna do three clues to advance the act. Uh, It's Act 1B, Specter of the Past. Standing in a dead man's room is disconcerting enough, but what you find within is enough to make you want to leave and never return. Walter Gielman's journal is filled with descriptions of his dreams and visions, each more terrifying and perplexing than the last. He mentions seeing the figure of Keziah Mason on more than one occasion, and at one point calls her by another name, Nahab. As soon as you read the name aloud, the nearby window shatters and an all-too-familiar spectral mist invades the cramped space. When it recedes, everything about the room has changed. A work desk and an aged bookshelf occupy the far corner of Gilman's room, where his bed should be. The door you entered from is gone. Strange geometrical markings drawn with a sticky red substance cover the walls. Swap Walter Gilman's room with the set-aside Keziah's room. So let's pull that out taking its place. All tokens and cards from the former location are now at the new location. Remove each other location in play from the game. Choose an investigator to take control of the asset, the the set-aside asset the black book. I think that'll be me. Shuffle both set-aside copies of strange geometry into the encounter deck. Got it. And we'll clear all these other locations. Kazai's room is a three-shroud location. It says, reaction, after you successfully investigate Kazai's room, instead of discovering clues, Put the top card of the unknown places deck into play, unrevealed. Then you may move to that location. Discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until oh, so haunted effect. Sorry, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a hex card is discarded, and draw that card. So by the way, I didn't mention this at the start of the scenario, but there's this deck of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven unknown places, which are just locations that now we will be able to travel through dimensional portals too. So that was all three of our actions. Um, beyond the Witch Houses, the new act, it says, among the books in the strange room is a black nameless tome inscribed with dried red blood. It matches a description from Walter Gilman's journal of a tome he names the Black Book. This room must be the haunt of Kazai Mason from over 200 years ago. It is rumored that Kazai had discovered deep mathematical truths that allowed her to traver- traverse space and time. Perhaps you can find a way out using this knowledge. Objective, only investigators in the witch house ruins may spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance, which is five. I have one. I may have wanted to just go grab that other loca- that clue before I went over in advance, but oh well. The black book, by the way, is a three-cost asset, which we just have down now. Um, it gives us plus one willpower and plus one intellect, so we are now an eight, seven two, three, uh, two, four, eight, seven, two, four. <laughs> Uh, when you play a card as a reaction, exhaust the black book and take X horror, reduce that card's cost by X. It's not bad, especially if we get our, um, guiding spirits down. It's not direct horror, right? So we're real strong right now, guys and gals. So, okay. That was everything. End of our turn or upkeep phase, rather, we get a resource and a card. We draw a resourceful, which is OK. That's resourceful, stunning blow, two luckies, and a survival instinct. And then at the start of the mythos phase, we advance the, f- the agenda to agenda 3A of 4. Um, actually, 2B first, the crone. A dizzying violet light emerges from the crevices of the ramshackle house behind cracks in the wooden paneling and underneath the floor, bathing you from every angle. An inhuman squeal mocks you as a figure emerges from the witch light. Only a hint of humanity remains in her crooked and broken form. The crone cackles with a nightmarish timber, her voice echoing and resounding from the realm beyond. If it is Act 1A, no, it is Act 2A. Uh, if it's Act 2A, spawn the set-aside. Nahab in Kaziah's room. Set-aside. She is set-aside. Nahab is a 1 one per Investigator, 3. Monster, Geist, witch, uh, witch Elite. Hunter, retaliate. Do not remove Doom from Nahab when the agenda advances. Nahab gets X plus X fight, where X is the number of the current agenda. Forced after the enemy phase begins. If Nahab is ready, place a Doom on her fairly substantial rules correction here. I forgot to do this force effect for the entire scenario. So I never added doom to Nahab like I should have. I think that has accounted for maybe two doom that I missed, and I think that I should have been able to handle it, but I'm not positive. But I'm not going to re-record the scenario, so that's Arkham for you. Back to the scenario. So we kind of have to deal with her every Time she's out of the way, she's just going to rack up doom that will not go away until we kill her. So she spawns here, and because of that, she spawns with us. And she gets plus X fight, where X is the number of the current agenda. Shuffle both set-aside copies of Ghostly Presence into the the deck, which says, if Nahab's in play, ready her, resolve her Hunter keyword... And she attacks each investigator at her location. If she's at the site of the sacrifice, place one Doom on her as well. Otherwise, searching counter deck for Nahab and spawn her at your location. Right. But now, so this does not say as if it was the enemy phase. So I don't believe that we um, will exhaust her when she attacks. Like was corrected for the last one. Again, uh, if I'm getting rules wrong, please let me know. And we will all learn together. But I've basically accepted it um, as part of the game that you'll have to do some amount of retconning like during your game, and then you'll realize later that you messed something up and you'll go, oh, that was harder or easier because of that reason. And it's just sort of a a self-correcting loop eventually. Maybe I'll have a rules mistake-free game, but I'm not sure when that will be. So here we are in Kazaya's room. We need to get five clues. That was agenda 2A, 3A, now says each non weakness enemy gets plus three health. So Nahab is not a one health. She is a four health. She also gets plus three attack. So she is a four attack, four, four, three. Yikes. We can still get a clue by defeating her though, um, which we're going to have to do. So we can Duke and Shriveling to take her out in two actions and then investigate, I guess. We probably shriveling f- oh no we're not withering we're shriveling right so duke we'll use duke and stunning blow i guess because he's got to retaliate i could also use the resourceful we have luckies yeah so we will stunning blow um exhaust duke so he's four five on four we'll also use the resourceful i guess to go six on four and we have luckies in hand if we need to. So minus two, we succeed without the luckies, place two damage on her. And then we will Shriveling, so we use a charge from Shriveling to attack eight on four. Whew. And it is a Mythos token which readies Duke, which is amazing, so she is gone. We get a clue by defeating her. And we discard her. Nice. And then I guess we'll exhaust Duke and investigate here at Kazaya's room, which is three shroud. We are four, five, six, seven because of the black book now. So seven on three. It's going pretty well. To zero. Um, we don't get a clue, but we do. Uh, let's follow this. Let's we put the top card of the Unknown Places deck into play unrevealed. And then you may move to it. So we will move to it. It is a three shroud location, two clues, the court of the great old ones. It's a victory one location. First victory point we've seen all game. Um, force after you enter court of the great old ones, test three willpower. Ha! For each point you fail by take a horror and haunted effect is the next action you perform this round must be an investigate action, which is like, I remember this from the last time we played. It's like kind of a benign one. So let's take this test. Plus one, we pass. Um, okay, so that's our turn. Nahab is gone. Our uh, end of round stuff, we get a resource and a card. It's a guiding spirit. Hooray. Which would give us another intellect boost. <laughs> right, that's the other reason I put those things in there. Their they're sanity, but more important, their they're intellect pumps for Duke's sometimes limited... Investigation. The Hawkeyes are really helping here. Um, so that's our turn. We put a first of eight Doom on the third agenda. We'll draw Disquieting Dreams. Test five. Willpower. If you fail, put Disquieting Dreams into play in your threat area. At the end of your turn, forced discard the top card of the encounter deck. And the when the encounter deck runs out of cards, forced discard Disquieting Dreams and reveal the top ten cards of your deck. Draw each weakness revealed and discard each other revealed card. Ooh, that's a doozy. So five, or eight, I think. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that right? Four, five, six, because of the Hawkeyes. Seven, because of the Moonstone. And eight, because of the Black Book. Eight on five. It's a minus one. So we've, like, neutered most of the encounter deck with this super high willpower, which is very nice. Okay, so we can... Get these two clues from the Court of the Great Old Ones, get a victory point while we're at it. That seems pretty good. Do we Guiding Spirit first? Sure. Let's play one for a Guiding Spirit, then investigate with Duke. So we are at four, five, six, seven, eight on three. Minus three, we get a clue. Um, we have to ready Duke somehow. I just dropped a card. It was my survival instinct. Um, I guess we're mostly not in a place where like the luckies matter because we're almost always passing stuff. The survival instinct. I don't think that I'm gonna get like super swamped and have to survival instinct, but I guess that's that's the worst thing that, to happen for a solo investigators. So I guess I'll, I'll pitch a lucky to ready Duke and then use him again to investigate. Um, eight on three again, tablet, successful, got that victory point. We're on four clues. Okay. So turns over, we get a resource. We draw a card, which is a lucid dreaming, which means I could get my other moonstone if I wanted to. Seems good. Um, yeah, I just haven't needed the glimmer of hopes this entire game. I could also get my third, third glimmer of hope to to pass like most tests. I mean, it seems most of the tests that I need to deal with right now are handled. I'm like an eight, eight. So that was cleanup um, mythos, we get a doom two of eight, we draw disquieting dreams again. So we're going to test five willpower here. Eight on five. It's the auto fail. Ooh. Okay, so it's in our threat area. Oh, now it just stays there. Oh, that's not great. So, yeah, when the encounter deck... Well, we have a pretty beefy size encounter deck still, but at the end of your turn, we're going to discard the top card of it. And that's there forever. We just have these bad dreams. Uh, okay, but I think maybe it's like late enough in the scenario that it shouldn't matter because we're pretty close to kind of getting there. Um so it's time for a turn, so we can move back to Kaziah's room. Actually, I guess we can just use Duke to do the move investigate trick, right? Um, does the Court of the Great Old Ones, like, go away? No, it just stays out there. So we're going to use Duke, move to Kazaya's room, and investigate. Eight on three. Plus one, we've successfully investigated. We're going to put an unknown places into play and move to it. It's the Moldy Hall's Earlier Tonight location, which is cool. Um, Two Shroud location, extra-dimensional witch house uh, action. You request aid from your past self. Each investigator at this location may return one card from his or her discard pile to his or her hand. Each investigator who does so remembers that he or she meddled with the past group limit once per game. So here I am. There's no clues here, though, unfortunately, which is all we really need. I don't... Really need any card from my discard pile? Do I? Um, I mean, I tch, no perseverance. Maybe later would be okay if I get into a really big sort of problem situation. Calling in favors would let me get another. No, I don't have charisma. Oh no, yeah, I don't have charisma, so I can't get another guiding spirit. So I don't care about that. I just need to get another clue. So I'm gonna. I guess. Should I pitch a card now? Should I pitch a survival instinct or something? Or the other lucky? Feels bad. I guess let's keep rolling ahead and see if we can get ahead of this thing. So I'll discard the lucky, ready it. So that was um, two, right? One, so duke to move and investigate. Oh, and then it, no, there's only one, right? And then I just got moved to it. That's part of that. So this is my second action. Um, I... Ready, Duke, and my second action is going to be to move and investigate again at Kezai's room. Eight on three. Minus one, so I reveal and put into play and move to another Unknown Places, which is the City of Elder Things. Three-shard location, two clue, again, victory one. Reaction after you reveal City of Elder Things, take two horror. Put the top card of the Unknown Places deck into play unrevealed for this isn't forced though Uh, for the remainder of the scenario city of the elder things is considered to be connected to that location and vice versa okay so i move to and connect to that now i don't need that many clues i only need one more clue Um, i don't know if you can use clues to deal with the end of the scenario or not sometimes there'll be a fight and a clue option and it's nice if you stockpiled a bunch of clues um So I moved to it. I put two clues on it. And do I want to trigger that and take how many horror? Two horror? Um, Doesn't seem too bad. I got my guiding spirit. I could put one on, I could put both on the guiding spirit. Actually I have to, right? So non-direct horror must be assigned to guiding spirit before it can be assigned to your investigator card. I don't think I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna leave it. So I get another investigate now, because it was one to move back and investigate, because I moved to that one. Then it's ready Duke do second time, and then move to this one. So now I have a three-shred location, and my base intellect is one, two, three, four, five, six. So I can just plain old investigate. Yeah, six on three. Minus two, get a clue, that's five. So I, I think I might, next turn, I don't know. I might advance right now. That's the end of my turn. I'm gonna, I uh, think I'll advance. I know I'm just generally not supposed to do that, but sometimes I just like to see what's gonna happen. A profane profane ritual. Oh wait, uh, no, I need to be at the Witch House Ruins to do it, so I cannot do that yet. Okay, so my turn's over, I get a resource going to five resources, and I draw a card, which is the other moonstone, hooray. Um. That just makes me basically unstoppable then at the top of the round we do a doom that's three of eight we draw centuries of secrets test five willpower for each point you fail by discard the top card of the encounter deck oh sorry disquieting dreams right end of my turn discard the top card of the encounter deck which is this one um it hasn't run out of cards so then now we draw a diabolic voices there's one already in the discard pile so we're going to be testing four um, and if we fail, we'll discard random cards from my hands for each point you fail by, and then take horror damage if you can't. So eight on four minus two, we succeed. Okay. So now we, so we, we have to find that other unknown places. Maybe we should have used the connecting location thing. Hmm. So I guess we'll exhaust Duke move to Keziah's room, do the investigate thing again, eight on three tablet successful. We move to the physics classroom, which is a one clue location, four shroud. After you successfully investigate physics classroom by two or more, discover a clue at another location, another revealed location. Limit once around. And actually, we didn't clear the city of the Elder Things for that victory point. So we're definitely going to do that. So let's ready Duke by discarding our Moonstone. Love this interaction. Pay the three resources to to play it since we are discarding it. Um, so Duke is ready, and we played the moonstone in one action. Or actually, uh, fast action wasn't even an action. So we have three to spend. Or no, first was to, to invest, move to investigate, because I room. Second now is this. So we are now a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine willpower and a two, three, four, five, six um, five, six intellect, uh, base. And that's without Duke's, you know, help there. Okay. So we'll investigate using Duke again. Do we, we don't even need to use Duke. I don't even need to, uh, I'll save Duke to investigate and move again later. So I'll just do this plain investigate naked, um, to six, six on four, I guess I would really like to be successful here though. I will use Duke, I'll exhaust Duke. It's, yeah, eight on four, is that right? Four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. It's the auto fail, that stinks. So then last action, we'll just do a six on four. Oh wait, Haunted, no, no Haunted. Six on four, minus two. We succeed, but not by two or more, so we get this clue. But we don't get the other one on the City of the Elder Things. Oh, well. So two victory points instead of three right now. End of our turn, we get a resource. We get a card. The card is a Leather Coat, which is actually something we're kind of like, we don't have a great physical damage protection. uh, But we've managed to kill those rats pretty fast, so it didn't end up mattering too much. Um, So actually, Leather Coat's pretty good there. That was the end of our turn. Then we do a Doom four out of eight. We draw an encounter card. That's Terror in the Night. Test four. Willpower, if you fail, put Terror in the Night into play next to the agenda deck. And if there's three of them, discard them each, Investigate takes three horror. So it's eight on four, nine on four Test plus one. We pass it. 10 against four. Uh, Okay, so Duke is ready now. Um, we could just investigate here just to get that one off the city of the elder things for the victory point. Um, I don't know you know how much time we end up having. I think this is probably fine. I think we can take a bit of time here and try and get that. So yeah, so I think let's exhaust Duke do this investigate again eight on eight on four we draw an elder thing. We get to react and grab the clue from the City of the Elder Things, taking us to three experience. We will, I don't think that there's like a duplicate target for Lucid Dreaming. So we're going to actually discard Lucid Dreaming to ready Duke, then exhaust him again, move to Keziah, Keziah's room and do the investigate there. Eight on three, we just need to find Auto fail. That stinks. Eric here with a rules correction. At this point, I should have triggered the haunted ability on Kazaya's room, causing me to discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a hex card was discarded and draw it. Whoops. Um, Then last action. Oh, so I guess at the end of last round, we should have technically disquieted dreams to discard something. We just got rid of an extra dimensional visions, which actually is pretty bad for us. It discards assets. Uh, so we sort of lucked out of that retcon. Uh, great, what were we doing? Oh, right. Investigating Kazai's room, six on three. Just with Hashgan's abilities. It is a minus three. We succeed because it's a skull. Uh, and that is... No, the witch house actually is not. Kazai's room is not, so it's a minus one. So we reveal Salem Gow- Gowl. 1692 pronunciations are hard uh so it's a three tried location one clue per investigator with an action test three intellect if you succeed move to any revealed location once per game haunted move to kazaya's room okay no no victory points there i'm i'm going to choose not to go to that one um that's the end of my turn because i have no use for that clue as far as i'm aware um end of my turn get a resource Taking us to four resources, drawing a card, it's an amnesia. So we discard all but one card in my hand. I'm going to keep the leather coat, I guess. Discard the survival instinct. Ready, Duke. Get rid of amnesia, so we just have the leather coat in our hand. Uh, We will add a fifth of eight doom and draw a strange, strange geometry. Revelation put strange geometry into play and move to it. It's a four shred location with one clue. Force. After the investigation phase ends, discard strange geometry and move each investigator and enemy here to the location with the most clues. Each investigator who moved by this effect takes one damage and one horror. Um, And we can do a fast action. If strange geometry has no clues on it, move to any revealed location. So we go to strange geometry. We load a clue onto that thing. And that's our turn. That's kind of an annoying one. Because I think that like it's one of these next two. We have two left in the unknown places, and it is one of those. It could have been third third or fourth. I forget which way you shuffle it in to form the bottom four cards or three cards. Um, the place that we're looking for, which is the witch house ruin, the how ha- uh, yeah witch house ruins. So first action, investigate. Just using P six on four. It's a tablet. We're successful. So we clear the clue. We use the fast action to move back to um, any revealed location, which is Keziah's room in this case. And then we'll use Duke. No, we'll just regular investigate. Uh, six on three. It's a zero. So we reveal unknown places. Witch house ruins. And we may move to there. It's a two-shred location. Um, action. Investigate. If you succeed, instead of discovering clues, heal two horror. Limit once per game. Haunted. Lose one action. So first was unknown places. Second was Kasaya's room. Investigate. Move to it. We'll spend our clues. One, two, three, four, five clues to advance. Act 2A. We have one action remaining after this. Which I was going to mark with a little token. Act 2B, a profane ritual. Searching through the ruins, you find a rotting hole in the slanted ceiling, leading to a closed-off attic. Amidst the debris are crushed and splintered bones, some human and some not. More of Kaziah's awful tomes are scattered about, filled with pages of dark rituals and black spellcraft. On the floor, a circle has been carved, or perhaps gnawed, into the wood. At the center lies a spatter of dried blood and a jagged knife. Terrible rituals were performed in this profane space. Perhaps there is a way you can know for sure. You take the knife and prick your hand deep enough for blood to well in your palm. Using Kazai's formulae, you draw a pattern in the circle and carve a path through time. Put the set aside site of sacrifice location into play. Okay. If it is in agenda one, two, or three, it is three. Find Nahab, even if she's out of play. Place two doom on her and place her at the site of sacrifice. Let's find Nahab. There she is. Put her at the site of sacrifice. Um, hmm. What location is connected? Okay, which house ruins? Uh, we place two doom on her. Um it's not Fagina 4. fine. Brown Jenkin even if he is out of play and place him in Nahab's current location. Brown Jenkin. There he is. Okay, so then that is done being advanced. Act three A, stopping the ritual. You part the seams of space-time and arrive at your destination. It is the same cramped attic, but in a different time. The room is dark, save for a violet glow emanating from the far edge, where the floor falls into oblivion. From out of the abyss, the ancient crone and her familiar emerge. Nahab cannot leave the site of sacrifice. Forced, when Nahab is defeated, instead of discarding her, heal all damage from her, disengage her from all investigators, and exhaust her. She does not ready during the upkeep phase this round. Objective, if there is no doom on Nahab, advance. How do we get Doom off of Nahab? I'm assuming it's on the side of Sacrifice, um, which is connected to the Witch House Ruins, by the way. Okay, so I have one action left. Um, and right now with uh, Doom, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there are seven Doom, so it will advance this, this turn. And right now, she gets plus three health, and she gets plus... 3 fight, but she'll get plus 4 fight in a minute. So plus 3 health, yeah, because it's the agenda 3, so she's 4 health and 4 fight. This is something that I find a little bit tedious about this scenario is keeping track of what everybody's at, Um, but it is generally the number of the agenda. But like, Brown Jenkin only affects creature enemies, and she's not a creature. So Bronjakin is going to come to me and swap out my leather coat in a second. Um, and he, what is his current, his current stats are, he's a three fight, four health. And Nahab is a four, four, three. Kind of wishing that I had kept my survival instinct to go in survival instinct. And I think there's something to do with clues on that location. But I'll have to find out. So I could... Just put down my Leather Coat for a little bit of physical resistance, because I only have six health, and Duke has two. My Guiding Spirits have none. And then, yeah, Brown Jenkins' effect doesn't matter, so sure, I'll Leather Coat now. He'll move out of the way, and we can deal with maybe Nahab by herself. Okay, Um, end of my turn, I get a resource and I get a card. Five resources. My only card. So I, this is—I had no cards before this. This is an overpower. Um, then, actually, sorry. First, the enemy phase. So first, he moves to us and swaps no cards out because I have no cards in hand. At that point in time, he's still aloof. Then I draw the overpowered. Then we advance the agenda because we had five on there, six plus two on Nahab. Agenda three B and Awakening. A sudden flash of violent light causes you to reel backwards. The spectral form of the crone is broken and shattered, but as you fall you can see a sinister grin play across her misshapen face. A jolt of pain surges through you as your head strikes the surface of the wall, and the witch's terrible grin is the last thing you see before everything goes black. When you awaken, the witch is gone, but a vision is burned in your mind. The ancient crone, bent over a slanted floor, leering gleefully at a rotting book, a misshapen knife in her crooked fingers. Behind her, the twilight abyss extends into oblivion, and a gaping maw begins to close. Or if it is Act 3a, it is Act 3a, place one doom on Nahab. So we place a doom on her. So she's got three doom now. And Agenda 4a, marked for sacrifice. Either this house is truly haunted, or its strange angles and eerie light are playing tricks on your, curse, on your curse-addled mind. Are these ghostly visions real or echoes of the house's gruesome past? Each non weakness enemy gets plus four health, so she is now at a five health. That is super annoying. And then after you defeat Nahab or her organic Clue, uh, Nahab or Brown Jenkin. Okay, so I really wish that I knew what the Side of Sacrifice did. So there's eight Doom to advance this, so there's three on her right now. So maybe I will try and take out Brown Jenkin. Yeah, because he's a five now. He's five health as well. So it would be engage, attack, attack. Oh, I forgot to do a Disquieting Dreams, naturally. Did I do my last action? Yeah, it was Leather Coat. Oh, right. So the, the the Disquieting Dreams discarded a fate of all fools. Um, and now that was just the doom step of the Mythos phase. Is this, I get lost sometimes in, in, like, how many... When you have to advance acts and agendas and stuff like that. So now it's encounter card time, and I draw an evil pass, which just... It says, um, put evil pass into play into your threat area, and if there's no, if there's no copy of it, if there is, uh, discard it, and you gain surge. Forced, when the encounter deck runs out of cards, which we're not really in danger of, take two horror and test three willpower, and if you succeed, discard it. Okay, a lot of cards out right now. So yeah, I could try and deal with Brown Jenkin. So I would go engage, attack, attack, and I could at most do four damage. He would deal one horror and one damage which I could kind of easily take for one turn and the next turn take him out. So sure, let's do that. Let's uh, exhaust Duke. No, first engage, right? So he's engaged with us now because he was aloof. Second, we will Duke who attacks at a four. He's a five and I could use overpower, silly. Four, five, six, six on five and no luckies in hand. Maybe I do shriveling shriveling. I guess let's try this. Let's do the overpower Um, to be six on five. No, six on three, six on three. He has five health. Okay. So minus three, we are successful. We draw the card from overpower. It's a stunning blow. That's nice. So um, two damage on him. And then we will use a shriveling charge. Um, And then doing that attack Takes us um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on three. It's a zero. He has four damage on him now. Okay. I guess I could have used the Stunning Blow instead to maybe, no, I would have had to Ready Duke with a card, which I don't have, okay. So that's my turn. He, enemy phase. does both of those uh sorry a damage and a horror so we'll put the damage on a leather coat and the horror uh, has to go on our guiding spirit and that exhausts him which means that he doesn't mess with our hand so he keeps a stunning blow so he is exhausted that so there to go there's another rules interaction that matters for exhausting after attacking i'm about to run out of cards i'm a duck. i have one i'm gonna go have one two, three, four, five cards in in my deck. And one of those is the tower. So probably looking at the tower in a second here. That's the enemy phase, phase. upkeep. We draw a card and gain a resource going to six resources. We drew the second guiding spirit. That's not bad. Um, And then the top of the round, we add a doom. So that's one, two, three, four, including Nahab out of eight. And uh, we discard a card from Disquieting Dreams, which was a strange geometry, awesome. Um, and then we draw an extra dimensional visions. Test two willpower, this test gains plus one difficulty for each 10 cards in the encounter discard pile. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, so it's a plus, it's a three, and then one, two, three, four, five, so 15. So it's a three willpower test. Um, if you fail, discard an asset you control. So 9 on 3, minus 3. No, my, yeah, minus 3 because it's a skull. Um, great. So we dealt with the extra-dimensional visions. We read all these cards because I forgot to do that. And now it's time for turns. I could get rid of Brown Jenkin now. He is still engaged with us. Um, I could just, just straight fight him. No, I can't. I'm pretty weak. I could I could wither, though. So let's do that. Let's do a wither. Nine on three, the skull. He is dead. We get a clue by defeating him. So we have three clues. Um, that was first action. I think second is going to be to move to the site of sacrifice. Um, do we use a Duke to investigate if there's clues there? Do I do that I don't know if so I have three clues I don't know if I think if I'm recall if I'm remembering something correctly there's a way of like if you remove the clues if you use clues to remove doom from her uh, but I'm not sure the de- de- details or if she if it's one or two per thing so I guess I'll do the uh, duke exhaust to move to the site of sacrifice and investigate Force shroud three clues um investigators as action investigators at this location spend one per investigator clues as a group remove one doom from nahab this action does not provoke attacks of opportunity from nahab force at the end of the round add clues to this location until it has on, three on it haunted you must either place one doom on nahab or nahab attacks you oh boy so maybe i shouldn't I have enough clues to just finish this out with actions um nahab's gonna ping me for some damage and horror in a second here but Then I can just finish this this out here. So I am investigating anyway. Um, Eight, right? Uh, Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight on four. It's a minus two. We get a clue, and I think we have one left, right? Because we yeah one attack, one move and investigate, and then we'll do that action. We'll spend a clue. We'll remove a doom from Nahab. All right, so that's our three actions. She is engaged with us because she is not aloof. Let's see if I can, I can't slide her over without messing the dice up, unfortunately. But she is a five health, four attack, I think. So all right, she gets plus four health, so yep. And then she gets plus X fight where X is the number of the current agenda, which is four. Um, oh, she's a five fight. Yeah, but we don't care because we have enough clues to just clue her away so she does attack in the enemy phase she does two horror we have to put both of them on the guiding spirit which takes the guiding spirit out and she does one damage which we put on the leather coat taking the leather coat out um then we get a resource one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We draw Wither. Okay, so one of the bottom three cards is the tower. That is amazing. Um, okay, so we just need to survive this. We're, we're good, I think. So one Doom replaces the one on her, taking us back to one, two, three, four Doom. And then drawing an encounter card is a Realm of Torment. Put Realm of Torment into play in your threat area. Forced when your turn begins. Ah, sorry, I shouldn't. So Disquieting Dreams should have discarded this. Then, racked, put racked into play in your threat area. Um, you get minus one to each of your skills during the first skill test. I don't, I don't care because now my turn is um, action, action to spend clue, clue and get rid of doom, doom. No doom is on Nahab, and we advance Act Three A because it says objective if there's no doom on Nahab advance. Act 3b Ritual Averted The ancient crone lets out a banshee's wail as you dismantle her unholy ritual. The room unfurls through space-time, the cramped, slanted walls unfolding to reveal the oblivion beyond. The creature, who was once Keziah Mason, croaks a loathsome curse as her shapeless form is pulled into the void. Bit by bit, the wood-paneled flooring below your feet breaks apart. Then you are ripped. The pull from the stars, a muddy alleyway, The flute in the woods, the roaring abyss, the gaze of the watcher, the tower, a green hillside, the black vortex, the screams of the accursed, the piper, three arrows, a sacrifice, a ringing bell, an ascension, and you emerge from the anomaly, crashing painfully onto the floor. R2. Okay, so skimming the resolution, it looks like we um, get two bonus victory points plus the display, so that is... One, two, three, four, five. Just cause, and I doesn't count, unfortunately. So five experience. Um, we discovered a bunch of mementos. The uh, Gilman's Journal, Kazai's Formulae, and Worn Crucifix. And any one investigator may choose to add the Black Book story asset to his or her deck, which I definitely will. Because it's pretty sweet. Wait a second. Oh, I've been cheating this whole time. Black Book takes up a hand slot darn. Um, okay. Asterisk on that play. Um, I guess I shouldn't have had quite as easy of a time near the last bit passing those tests, but honestly, I don't think that it mattered. There may have been one instance where, where it would have mattered, but I think I I had that pretty handily. I, I handled that scenario pretty easily. So that's it for this episode of whispers in your head. If you have any feedback, again, if I made any rules mistakes or, or something like that, let me know, you know, obviously besides the, um, the one with the hand slots, that's something I, I do. I have I found myself doing more than once is when you get a story asset, I just forget to check, like, does it take up a slot for something, but I think otherwise I didn't break any rules there. Yeah. Two arcane slots two accessories because of Relic Hunter, two and three hands because I had that one, and then the Guiding Spirit. Luckily, Duke does not take up an ally asset. Yeah. Oh, let me know if you have any suggestions for how I should spend the five experience that I got because I'm sort of through what I really wanted. I'm considering getting a charisma just to be able to put this other Guiding Spirit down so that my Lucid Dreamings have yet another target to like do one Guiding Spirit and then get another because that's not bad, getting all that um, sanity protection and intellect bonuses. That's that's pretty good. Let's see, uh, the last three cards on my deck by the way, Glimmer of Hope, Leather Coat, The Tower, the very last card was The Tower. That's amazing. Um, Okay, well, this was fun. I will try and keep up the pace and yeah, spread the word, by the way, too. If you know somebody who might actually enjoy this podcast, um, let, them, let them know. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.